The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. think I've got a podcast to do. Right, headphones on. Hello. <laughs> There's an introduction for you. Aye, it took me ages to get the pipe set down there. Aye, I have an out here practicing those god-awful things now for, I don't know, what? What time is it? No, I've been out here for an hour and a half. Uh-oh. So this might be a quick podcast this week, but yes, welcome. This is the Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> We are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, and they were just under my arm there, uh, then yes, we are the show for you, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it you know folk music, Celtic music, or our bread and butter competitive piping and drumming. And yes, you do join me at just the tail end of a practice session there, to be honest. And I thought, you know, I'll give him a wee blow to see what they sound like on the recorder and... Uh, um, yeah, let's just say I'm not ready for my first public performance yet. Okay, I'm only blowing one drone, and the reel I have, uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, I'm, I need to spend more time tuning, I suppose. And oh, speaking of tuning, yeah, we still have our ongoing offer with the Piper's Dojo, and believe it or not, I've really been making use out of it. I know, by way of a shameless plug, I know it sounds shameless, but honestly, I've been making so much use out of that. Uh, we have a package available now through the Piper's Dojo, and it's entitled Learn to Tune Like a World Champion. And it's a four-part video educational series from the Piper's Dojo, and Andrew Douglas teaches you how to tune. Now, with a lot of us, obviously now with this COVID-19 and lockdown and all this scary stuff, a lot of us are all behind closed doors and we don't have access to one-to-one tuition with our pipe majors, our pipe sergeants, or, you know, our band tutors who would normally help tune our instruments for us. So now we are kind of having to learn how to do this ourselves. And honestly, with me now being a learner bagpiper, it's completely invaluable. You know, I've really learned a lot how to tune this thing, you know, (laughs) how to move tape up and down a chanter, how to actually tune in your drones by using various different techniques. I'm not going to spoil it all, but yeah, for those of you who are interested, go now. We have two different offers up there for the Piper's Dojo. It's well worth checking out. So thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo is where that puppy lives. And trust me, well worth checking out because even for myself, a complete barebone beginner, uh, yeah, you definitely pick up something. That's been really useful for me, actually, in all of my lessons and stuff uh, with Andrew. I was literally just sending him a few videos and stuff there of me squeaking and squawking my way through a couple of tunes. And, um, yeah, he was trying to give me pointers and tuning and, and blowing and different things. Ah, it's been fun. It's been fun. If anything, this past week, all I've really been doing since last week's podcast is... 
uh, playing. Yeah, I have been playing like a crazy person. Um, I do about an hour, an hour and a half on pipes now, between pipes and practice chanter, and then I lift the sticks and I start playing. And right now I've got two MSRs off, and I've got a bunch of six eights and a few four fours, three fours. I've basically a whole road score all set off. I could join a band tomorrow. Um, but you guys know I'm currently drumming with the guys up North Texas. Yeah, go on the North Texas. Yeah, really enjoying my time with those guys, actually. Uh, they hold quite regular practices over Zoom and st- stuff like that. So that's been interesting. It's been cool. Uh, but yeah, so as well as looking after my piping, I'm also making sure that my hands still move and I can still play a drum score. So that's been a lot of fun, actually. So that's by way of a personal update. Uh, but let's get into the show, actually. Yeah, with each and every Big Rab show, we normally kick things off with some listener mail. And this week, unfortunately, there's been none. We have had absolutely zero, which is really weird. It seems to be since we've done the Hater Aid uh, episode, we got inundated with uh, you know messages of support saying, Rab, you're awesome, which was brilliant. So thank you, everyone. But after that, there was bupkis. We got nothing in this past week. So unless everyone was off on holidays over the summer, we do know a good lot of you are currently. Uh, so we've been getting a lot of uh, holiday pictures from people on beaches and stuff wearing face masks, which is quite funny, actually. <laughs> It's kind of weird, you know, wearing sunglasses and a face mask. But hey, there you go. Those are the times we're living in, I suppose. Anyway, yes, be prepared. This week's podcast, we are going to be talking, is it, will it be the O or the D? And that's this week's title. And everyone's wondering, what the heck does that mean? Well, yes, that's in this week's topic of the week. And we'll talk all about that and what exactly that means. But first of all, we need to get through this week's news. And there's quite a lot of news. But before we do... I wanted to give a special mention to everyone over there on Patreon who have really been enjoying a ton of content over there this past while. Ourselves and the Big Rab Show team have been churning out the Patreon exclusive stuff over there on Patreon. We have episodes of Rab Show Plus. We have, well, each week we have an episode from our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. That goes up there. Uh, So if you fancy two hours of piping and drumming every week in Patreon, that's where you go and get it. Uh, But also, coming up very soon, we will have a new launch of brand new Big Rab Show merch. Now, a lot of you guys have been asking about this. Rab, can I pick up a towel? Rab, can I get myself a hoodie? And can I get a t-shirt and stuff? And we're like, no, we don't do those anymore. But we will be revamping and relaunching the online store. So we will be having some brand new Big Rab Show merch that will be available, first of all, exclusively to everyone on Patreon. Yeah. So if you're a Patreon subscriber or a supporter over there on Patreon, you will get exclusive early access to our online store where you guys can pick yourself up some sweet Big Rab Show swag. Yes. So every click of support over there really does mean the world, um, but it's not the be-all and end-all. We still will continue to produce our show each week. Uh, So for those of you who don't want to click support, don't worry. We're still here. We'll still produce some piping goodness for you guys too. Yes. Okay. Suffice to say, the guys on Patreon, you are awesome. Yes, you all are. And yeah, thank you to all of the kind comments and stuff that we've been getting over there on Patreon. You guys really seem to be enjoying the, the content over there, so which is fantastic. So great stuff. Okay, let's get into this week's piping news. And believe it or not, there is a load of it. And um, yeah, before anyone asks, 
Have we got any answers from a piping press? Have we got any answers from RSPBA? And to any of the questions that we've asked them over this last, I don't know how many months, well, my friend, the big answer to your question is... Uh, no! Absolutely not! Uh, are you surprised? <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately we have... Yeah, we've been trying to reach out as best we can both to the association and to the people of Piping Press online. And unfortunately, it's, yeah, it's a it's a blank, blank, just no. We just get nothing back. Absolutely nothing. It's like we send our email off into cyberspace and it disappears. Or we lift the phone and no one answers. It's very disheartening. Uh, so I wanted to put it on this week's podcast, actually, because we do know a lot of you actually have been really interested in the stories and stuff that we've covered on Pipe and Press and on the RSPBA. And we know that you guys obviously are keen to get the answers to a lot of your questions that you raised in your emails. Uh, Unfortunately, we are getting absolutely bupkis. We are doing what we can to try and chase down answers. But so far, nothing. And that's been the story really since the beginning. Since we started asking questions back in October... Uh, yeah, nothing. Absolutely bubkiss. So, if you guys want to, you can do. You can reach out to RSPBA and to Piping Press yourselves and try and get the answer yourselves. And if you do have success, by the way, then get in contact with us because um, you must have a special magic wand that we don't have here in the Rab Show. But, uh, yeah, good luck to you, I think, would be the message. Um, but, hey... You know, maybe someday we'll get there and we'll get answers. Uh, But I do know that people from our association and from Piping Press do listen to this podcast. So please, guys, do try and make an effort and either give us an acknowledgement to say, yes, we've got your email, no comment at this time. That would be enough. At least we know the email went the right, the right place, you know. But for now, we're just getting absolute stonewall silence. It's, it's crazy. Uh, so there you go. So everyone who listens, by the way, from our association and from Piping Press and Associates, uh, yeah, please get in contact with us. If you want it to be done under anonymity, of course we will. We will keep your name out of all correspondence. We just want to be able to give our listeners answers. And that's what we're all about. Okay. There you are. That's the first point that I wanted to get on this week's podcast. Let's get into some actual news. Well, the Big Rap Show YouTube channel has been knocking it out of the park this last while. Yeah, this past weekend we had our European Championships 2019 replay. Now, that was extremely popular online and received, I think, well, nearly over a thousand views now at this point, I think. The last I checked. Um, But, yeah, the video itself... uh, It's not our best work. We did do an introduction and explaining to people why it's not our best work. And we did kind of explain to everyone just what we were dealing with on the day. We were dealing with hellish conditions weather-wise. We were also dealing with people around us. That was all sorts of fun. Uh, Deej actually tells the story at the start of the video. It's quite funny. Um, But also, we were dealing with Signal. And because we broadcast live We need a strong cellular mobile signal in order to carry that online. And, yeah, for the European, it was quite terrible. So, yeah, the quality of some of the videos aren't great. They dip in and out sometimes. Um, Yeah, it's not the best. But, honestly, some of the performances that we do have on there, what we did manage to include in the European Championship video 
obviously is fantastic. And I have to say again, a massive thank you to Andrew Shilladay and everyone on the Big Rab Show team who worked really tirelessly on this one. Uh, the European Championship replay, it's up there now. You can go and have a look at it. It's on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel. And If you are a supporter of anything that we do, then go over to YouTube. That's where we're dropping a lot of our content nowadays. Um, definitely worth a subscription so you'll not miss any future videos. Also, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our contributors as well. Uh, we had some of the biggest names in the piping game in that video. Uh, Chris Armstrong, Richard Parks, Clang. I'm just dropping names here, you know. But yeah, we had some of the big names from the Grade 1 bands themselves telling us about their experience of the European Championships and what they thought about their their own performance which is really quite an interesting insight. So the video itself is fascinating for a piping fan to watch, um, even if some of the quality of the you know, the recordings maybe aren't the best, you know, but we did what we could. So there you are. Speaking of the YouTube channel, however, you need to get onto the Big Rab Show on YouTube this weekend. Yep, we didn't give you long in between videos this time. We are knocking out another one. We have the Scottish Championships from Sonny Dumbarton in 2019. Yes, another video in our replay series. We are focusing on the Scottish Championships in Dumbarton. Possibly the most exciting competition in the year, I would argue. Possibly one of my favourites anyway, that's for sure. It's the last time that the bands in 2019 had an opportunity to have a good dig at each other before the big game in the world. So, if you would like to see, again, what happened back in 2019 then definitely head over to our YouTube channel where that video will be dropping this weekend. Yes, so go over there, set your reminders. You can click subscribe and all that stuff. So whenever the video goes live, bing, you'll get a notification and you'll not miss it. And trust me, our Scottish Championship video, we're really quite proud of it. In conjunction with CSR Media, uh, Craig Rogers, uh, the pair of us has kind of done like a, a joint venture on this one. It's really incredible, honestly. Uh, so, not to oversell it to you, but the Scottish Championship video is so, so cool. And I really can't wait for it to premiere this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. So, get over to the Big Rab Show YouTube channel. I did tell you guys that we're going to be doing big things over there. Hmm? I did warn you. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, if you haven't got onto our YouTube channel yet, you really are missing a trick. Because, yeah, tons more great stuff to come over there. There you are. Okay. Moving swiftly on. I have to say a massive happy birthday to the president of the Tullilagan Pipe Band, Mr. Jim Warnock. A bit of a legend in piping circles. He was 101 years old on the 18th of July. 101. That's amazing. Now, I've had the, the pleasure of speaking with Jim quite a few occasions. And even on the radio as well, you know, on BBC Radio Ulster. He's such a fantastic character and a giant in the piping world. Such a legend, and honestly, yeah, I wanted to send him a very heartfelt happy birthday if he does listen to the podcast. I'm not sure if he does or not, but 101 years young, yeah, very happy birthday to Jim Warnock and to everyone there at Tully Lag and Pipe Band who helped him celebrate there on the 18th of July. Happy birthday! Okay, Wakon District actually had um, a bit of a birthday to celebrate as well. Yeah, Pipe Sergeant. <laughs> I bet you didn't think I was going to mention it. Uh, but yeah, John Schrodler, I think is his name. Yeah, John Schrodler managed to celebrate the big 5-0. And a very happy birthday to you, John. Yeah! Happy birthday, John! Yeah, legend! 
<laughs> uh, yeah, their pipe major, actually, Dalton, uh, managed to compose a tune in his honour of this milestone of 50 years old. And they called it the 5-0 Potato. <laughs> Which is brilliant. Apparently, Potato is John's safe word. Um, it wouldn't last too long in Ireland because everyone's got potato in it, you see. So, but, yeah, good luck to you, John. Uh, but, yeah, the 5-0 Potato, Wake and District Pipe Band have actually published this on their social media. And it's a cracking tune, actually. So, well worth checking out. And a very happy birthday to Pipe Sergeant John. John Chandler! Yeah! Happy birthday! 50 years old, young. What about that? Class. Okay, speaking of Wake and District then, I also have to give them a little bit of a mention because on the 16th of July, they teased all of us, especially us drummers, with a little sneaky peek at what their new drums are going to look like. Yep, as you guys know, Wake and District have ordered a full set of axial drums from the British Drum Company and uh, the little picture that they put up, Oh, the little picture they put up! It looks amazing! It's got this little badge on it that has the, you know, the FOF emblem that they have, you know, for our fallen. And, oh man, does it look cool! But I think the shell looks to be white, and then this little chrome badge is screwed into the shell. Oh! Oh, I can't wait to see these! Awaken District are doing what the British Drum Company do best, and that's tease. British Drum Company are renowned for teasing. And you're like, here's a little, yeah, here's what a snare looks like. <laughs> here's a tiny little little corner of a tenor drum. You know, the British Drum Company were masters at this whenever they were first launching the Axial line. And here we have Waken Districts now doing exactly the same. <laughs> I can't wait to see these new Axial drums from Waken District. I think, given the little teaser that they've put out on the 16th of July... Oh, they're going to look good. I'm very excited to see those new drums. Mm, excellent stuff. So there you go. A couple of Waken District stories this week. Yeah. Now, we talked about a brand new tune that was just composed there by Dalton Marshall, of course, called The 5-0 Potato. But there's also a new tune composed by the legend that is Mr. Eric Evanhouse, um, which was inspired by Johann Sebastian Bach. Hmm. Now, this had me all sorts of interested because the tune itself is called I'll Be Bach. <laughs> Which is brilliant because I love the Terminator movie, so I, I, I get that reference there. Yeah, it's a 6 8 jig, actually, and I haven't had much of an opportunity to attempt it myself, but it's a four parter, and I, yeah, I can't wait to hear this, actually. So, yeah, inspired by Johann Sebastian Bach, and it's called I'll Be Bach. Composed by Eric Evanhouse. And if you are interested, you can go and check that out now. It's on on his social media. Of course, we've shared it out on the Big Rab Show Facebook page as well. And you can just, yeah, the, the manuscript's up there. You can take the tune, go and learn it and play it, you know. And if anything, a lot of people actually have been asking this last while about the Big Rab Show Hornpipe. And saying, Rab, can you send me the music for that? I love your intro tune. What is that? I said, that's the Rab Show Hornpipe. Yeah, if you want the music, here you go. So I've been sending it to people. The people who've been wanting to learn it and play it. Now, the theme tune that we have at the moment is fantastic. And we absolutely love it. We think it's a, a fantastic kind of version of it. We are aware that a lot of people out there have, in the works, other versions of the Big Rab Show Hornpipe. That's especially Honey Boo Boo's version where he kind of altered it and made it feel kind of different and kind of straightened it a little bit in places. 
yeah, Honey Boo Boo's version, or should I say Andrew Dice's version, is, uh, yeah, very popular as well. A lot of people want to try that version too. So, hey, guys, if you do want to keep trying it, the Big Rab Show Hornpipe, we do have the, the music there. We've published it loads of times. You should be able to find it easily enough. But, yeah, if you do want to get a copy of it, certainly email us in or you can message us and we'll certainly send you a copy of the, the manuscript of Eric Evanhouse's Big Rab Show Hornpipe by... It's a, it is a cracking tune, you know. No matter how many times I play the intro for the pod each week, I still get that kind of goosebumpy thing. Class. I'm going to have to get Andrew Shelley someday to teach me how to play that tune. Although, for now, I think I'll stick to Scott's Way Hey. <laughs> if I can play it without catches and oh, missing grace notes and stuff. Oh, jickers. I'll keep trying, keep trying. But there you go, Eric Evanhouse, very busy man, and still composing away with Albie Bach. Awesome stuff. Okay, moving on then. Scottish Fire and Rescue Service actually have been quite busy of late. Uh, they've actually announced that they've appointed a brand new pipe major. Yeah, Mr. Zach Stimson. Now, we all know Zach, he's been playing with the Scottish Fire and Rescue Pipe Band now for a couple of years. And if anything, he's been part of their grade two band for this past couple of seasons. So it's great to see that Zach is now going to be taking up the appointment of pipe major of the band. Now, everyone asks then, well, I thought they really had a pipe major. Yes, you're right. They did. Andrew Foster was the pipe major of Scottish Fire and Rescue, but he's now having to step down due to work commitments. Ouch. So he's handing the reins over to Zach, who obviously is incredibly talented and is very good. And yeah, so I'm very excited to see uh, what Zach's going to bring there to the guys at Scottish Fire and Rescue. So all sorts of awesome. So there you are. So that's a bit of exciting news for Scottish Fire and Rescue. But also, I think Scottish Fire and Rescue, I think they're looking at lead tipper too. Let me have a juke through my notes here. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Professional radio guy. I should have had that prepared. But yeah, I did see that they're looking now for a new lead tipper. Now that Zach Stimson has took over as the pipe major of the band, they're looking forward to the 2021 season. And they're now looking for a new lead drummer. Now, they're saying applicants need not necessarily have to have experience of leading a core, but you should have a track record of playing in the higher grades of the RSPBA. And you must have enthusiasm, drive, and the ability to demonstrate good interpersonal and leadership skills. There you are. So if you are interested, of course, you can contact them, Scottish Fire and Rescue Pipe Band, over their social media. You can get them, of course, or indeed you can get in contact with ourselves here at The Big Rab Show, and we'll put you in contact. There you are. So that's quite an exciting appointment, actually, for any drummer out there who's interested in taking up the challenge. Yeah, Scottish Fire and Rescue are a cracking good band, so we wish Zach and whoever their potential new lead tipper is the very best for 2021. So, moving on, here in the UK, we have, uh, well, what's called reality TV, I suppose. Shows like Britain's Got Talent and The X Factor and all that sort of stuff. Well... This past week, we have a show ongoing called The Voice, where three kind of pop star people sit in big red chairs and turn their back on the performer, and if they like The Voice, they spin around, that kind of thing. Makes great TV, I suppose. Well, this past week actually was great TV for us bagpiping fans, because a young chap called Mark Morrison actually appeared on the show. And yeah, you might think to yourself, oh, Morrison, is he a piper? Well... Ding, ding, ding. Yes, he's a bagpiper. And with the surname Morrison, is he related to Fred? Ding, ding, ding. Two out of two, baby. Yeah, 
he is a, he is related to Fred Morrison. He's actually a cousin. <laughs> so he actually performed on The Voice and he sung a great version of the Wake Me Up song. And of course, he had a set of pipes with him and actually played them and oh, fantastic stuff. I have to say, uh, one of the pop stars who was sitting in the chair is Will I Am. I think, what do you call the band he's with? Oh, jippers, I can't remember. See, yeah, this is me. Uh, being completely, yeah, dumbfounded by the popular music scene. But Will I Am is the name of the pop star. Uh, apparently, he was very complimentary about piping and pipe bagpipers and actually had a go at bagpiping himself. And, uh, yeah, obviously didn't do it and wasn't able to handle the set of pipes at all. And then sung the praises of Mark Morrison, who was able to handle them without any trouble. So, yeah, Mark actually shone us bagpipers in an extremely positive light. And, yeah, he has done himself and his family name very proud. And we dare say we will see more from young Mark Morrison in the future. And, yeah, it was just fantastic. So if you are interested, you can view it. I think it's on the ITV player, I think, for those of us in the UK. If you just type it in, The Voice UK bagpipes or even search for mark morrison i'm sure you'll find it um yeah so well done to mark i will give you a round of applause that would not have been easy going on national television playing bagpipes like that so yeah well done mate so fantastic stuff all right moving swiftly on uh, i have to mention turrifin district this week yeah now, I'm not going to be talking about their book of tunes because i've mentioned it loads of times before and if you haven't got a copy of it Go and get it, okay? Go and check out Turf and District Pipan on social media. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but Turf and District actually made a bit of an announcement this past week about the appointment of Scott Brander as the role of leading drummer for Turf and District. Hmm. And everyone was like, what? Where did this come from? Yeah, because everyone knows that Scott Brander is actually the lead tipper of Highland Granite. Hmm, so this has all started all sorts of, uh, yeah, rumours and talk about, oh, Scott Brander's left and went to Turrifin District, and where does that leave Highland Granite? Well, I think at the moment Highland Granite are actually in the process of appointing a brand new lead tipper. They are actively looking for a new lead drummer uh, now that Scott has jumped ship. Now, as to why he moved, no idea. Of course, as you're aware... The rumour machine is probably ticking on overtime and everyone's got a story about it. Uh, But suffice to say, there's been nothing official announced from either Scott or the band themselves or even Turtiff and District themselves for that matter. Uh, All they really did is put out on social media was a statement from Scott saying, I'm looking forward to the new challenge with a band with a great history, with dedication to youth and player development. So there you are. Yeah, I have to say, good luck, Scott. We are wishing you the very best. Turrifin District obviously are an outstanding band. Like you said, with a wealth of experience in the piping world and a storied history. Uh, So, yeah, that's quite an awesome move for yourself, Scott. But honestly, quite concerned now about the guys from Highland Granite as to what exactly is going to happen in that band. So, yeah. This always seems to happen, you know, when people jump from one band to another. One band wins, another band, not so much. Uh, So it's worrying times at Highland Granite. So, yeah, hopefully we will keep track of that story. And if there is a new lead tipper for the guys at Highland Granite, hopefully we'll get on top of that and we'll let you guys know the crack. But just to let you know, Turf and District, new lead tipper, Scott Brander. Awesome stuff. 
There you are. Moving on, uh, we have to give a shout to Hawks Bay Caledonian Pipe Band. Yes, Hawks Bay actually made an announcement themselves that they have appointed a new drum sergeant. There's a lot of new drum sergeants around. Yeah, in fact, there's a lot of new appointments of, uh, you know, quite important roles in pipe bands. I'm finding this last way. Uh, apparently, they'll be handing over the position of drum sergeant now to David O'Hanlon. Woo, David! Now. <sighs> I don't know, you guys can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but he's going to be taking over the role from Graham Hogg, uh, who will remain in the drum corps, but apparently David O'Hanlon it was actually pipe major of the band. I think? No, it says here drum majors. Somebody said it was pipe major of the band, but now he's moving. Said I was all sorts of confused by that whenever I wrote that, and I probably shouldn't have brought it to the podcast. Uh, this is something I should probably edit out. Ding! But I won't. Uh, but yeah, David O'Hanlon, brand new lead tipper at the guys at Hawks Bay, Caledonia. And I'm getting all sorts of mixed up. <laughs> so, <laughs> But yeah, I want to wish him well in his new appointment. He's been with the band now, apparently for the past six years since moving from Scotland. So yeah, want to wish you the very best in your new role, David. And yeah, have a good tune, mate. All right. Confusing stories aside and my poor script writing aside, I want to give a shout this week to Kyle Howie. Yes, if you guys haven't been following Kyle on social media, if you haven't been following Kyle even on his uh, YouTube channel, you really should. Kyle has been knocking it out of the park this last while, just playing loads of great tunes using his Blair digital chatter. And not just the tune, but also the harmony lines. And some of the playing is incredibly intricate. And the reason why I'm pointing you in this direction is because a lot of these tunes that Kyle is playing, he's also offering the sheet music for it as well. Through his website, you can go and actually lift it. So if there's a tune that you've heard, I think recently he played uh, a bunch of 3-4s, 3-4 March actually called Collins Cattle. And I think, um, including the harmony line as well. So you have the sheet music available now, kylehoy.co.uk, and you can go and actually download the sheet music. I think it's for like a quid or something for each sheet, each tune that you download. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an amazing resource, and if anything, is incredibly well played. So well worth checking out. Kyle Hoy obviously has a wealth of experience with uh, tuition and everything. And as well as being in the Celtic and folk music scene for the longest time, as well as playing with the Chilies and all of that. He has a very storied history and an incredible piper. And you guys should really go and check it out. KyleHowie.co.uk. There you are. And he uh, he's on social media as Kyle Howie Piper. Yeah. And we've shared out tons of his stuff, of course, on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. But uh, yeah, you should really go and check out his YouTube channel as well, where he does like travel vlogs and gig vlogs and things. Very entertaining stuff. Yeah, I've been a fan of Kyle's YouTube channel now for a long time. And yeah, some incredible videos up there. Well worth checking out. So shout out to Kyle. Do you know what? We're going to have to get Kyle on the show, I think. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Any of you guys out there friends with Kyle Howe, give give him a dig and say, Hey, Rab wants you on the show, mate. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll maybe message Kyle and see if he'll come on. I think that would be a great idea. I'm sure you guys would love to hear from him. I think that would be a cracking idea. Okay, I want to give a mention this week to Bruce Gandhi. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning Bruce is because this last while he actually had to cancel one of his In the Clubhouse sessions. He holds these quite regularly called the Clubhouse Sessions uh, through BruceGandhiMusic.com. Now, he had to cancel the last one, of course, 
because of COVID-19 and the lockdown and everything. Well, he's now made an announcement that he plans on holding another one. This one will be held on August the 2nd. And yes, it'll not be open to the public. You won't be able to walk in through the door and actually watch Bruce play. But you can tune in either via his website or through Zoom. So this will actually be broadcast online. Which is all sorts of awesome. So for those of you interested, you can go and check Bruce Gandhi out, of course, on social media or his website. It's going to be held on the 2nd of August at 2 p.m. Atlantic time. So whatever that is in your own area, no idea. Uh, There is a suggested contribution, of course, of $30. um, And then you can get the sheet music and stuff for what he's playing and that. And... Yeah, trust me, the Clubhouse Sessions has been extremely popular and this is the first time now I think that it's going to be broadcast live online via Zoom. So yeah, what an awesome opportunity to be able to join this. Uh, So 2nd of August, the Bruce Gandhi Music Clubhouse Sessions. Why not hang out with Bruce and just play some decent tunes? Awesome stuff. Looking forward to that. Okay, moving swiftly on. I have to give a, a massive shout this week to something I really enjoyed. In fact, I've had this thing on repeat since i heard it for the first time shout out goes to the keith highlanders pipe band this is awesome by the way (laughs) if you haven't seen this the keith highlanders pipe band put out a video on the 19th of july where they performed a version of the sound of silence which was simply amazing it's got piano in there drum kit Oh, it's a, I don't know. It's a massive, big five-part harmony. It's just amazing. You should really go and check it out. Uh, shout out to Tim Hutchison as well, who apparently arranged the popular tune and managed to bring it to the band and actually produce this. It also features uh, Jory Grissom. Uh, I could just about pronounce that name. Uh, but uh, yeah, go and check out the video. Awesome, awesome recording. And if anything, like I said, I've had it on repeat. I really love this interpretation of that incredible song, The Sound of Silence. So shout out to the Keith Highlanders Pipe Band. You guys are awesome. Yes, you are. Thank you very much for recording that, guys. That's really entertained me over this last number of days. Thank you. So go and check that out. It's on their social media, of course. And as always, it's on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to give a shout this week to a brand new product. Now, that I actually picked up one of these, actually, from Flam 5 Drumming. Yes, Flam 5 Drumming, as you guys know, are the creators of this incredible new drum uh, case, basically, uh, that you can take. It's kind of well-protected. It's very fashionable, really comfortable to carry a drum around. I've spoke about the case before, the Flam 5 Drumming case. But now they're actually producing a new product for hearing protection. And this is the first time I've seen hearing protection aimed at drummers. And you know what? These are the cheapest ear defenders I have ever seen for sale aimed at a drummer. And as a result, I've picked myself up a pair. (laughs) Yeah, so you can go now to flam5drumming.com and you can pick these up. They're little blue kind of earplugs with a lanyard in them. And basically the crux of it is, is that they cut down the decibels of the music around you, the volume rather than the quality. And I've actually been using these since I got them in the mail there just yesterday uh, for my practice tonight playing pipes, and honestly, they worked a treat. And honestly, I think we spoke about this before, hearing damage is irreversible, and you really do need to take care of your ears. I do know that there is the kind of the macho thing where, oh, I don't need hearing protection. 
And then whenever you hit your 60s and 70s and you're as deaf as a post, then, what? What are you saying? Then you'll be thankful for that you used your ear defenders. Uh, honestly, all joking aside, um, you know, hearing protection is quite a serious issue, especially in piping and drumming, and it's one that we should honestly all take seriously. The instruments that we play are incredibly loud. Uh, Highland pipes, you know, they're not a shrinking violet by any means. You blow a set of pipes in someone's house, they're going to know you're playing pipes in the house. Uh, same goes for snare drums and tenors and bass, all of that. You know, the, these are all loud instruments. So we should take care of our ears. And this is one way to go and do it. Check out Flam 5's brand new ear protectors. And the best thing is, is that they're four quid. Four quid? That's two pounds per ear. <laughs> I can do maths. Uh, yeah, with free postage as well. And honestly, it's a very sound investment. And these earplugs do really work incredibly well. They do cut down the decibels. And they're so cheap, man. You know, if you lose them, you'll not be incredibly upset if you would lose some of the higher-end ones. So, yeah, for a couple of quid for each ear, you know, that's fantastic. So there you go. Check it out. Flam5drumming.com. They're four quid for a pair of ear defenders. Definitely worth picking up. There you are. That's my way of a shameless plug. But a shameless plug, no doubt. (laughs) All right. Speaking of local Northern Ireland news here, just for everyone listening here locally to me, uh, BBC Radio Ulster are actually launching their Pipes and Drums radio show again. Thank goodness, everyone says. It's fantastic to see that not just myself on Kintra is trying to bring piping to the airwaves, but now we have a dedicated piping and drumming show back on air. Yes, thanks to Mark Wilson, who will be at the helm. He will be producing, uh, I don't know how many episodes, of course, he hasn't actually said here. Uh, But yeah, Pipes and Drums are back on BBC Radio Ulster after my own radio show. Uh, Kintra, 6 o'clock on Sunday the 26th. Uh, So Kintra's on a on six and then after kintra you have pipes and drums at half six so they are you have a full hour worth of all sorts of goodness there <laughs> you have myself on at six o'clock and you have mark wilson then on at half six uh, just after myself picking it up with all sorts of incredible piping action now he's promised us on haired recordings uh from boundary bridge and Kulabaki, both from whenever they were in the top flight in grade one which is kind of worrying because i played with boundary bridge Open grid one, so that mm, interesting. Uh, but also, yeah, there's all sorts of you know tracks from the Celtic music scene, from Catherine Tickle and from Lauren McDougall, other big names as well. So very exciting actually to see uh, what Mark Wilson's going to be bringing there to Radio Ulster. So that's starting on the 26th at half six for all you piping fans. There you are. All right, I want to point you in the direction of a bit of an interesting article, actually, that was published on the 21st of July there, uh, from bagpipe.news. This was a bit of a a story, well, put together by Rab Matheson. Oh, my word, such a legend in the piping world. And, yeah, he put this story together. Man, I've been glued ever since. I want to know more about it. What I'm talking about is the story about how Schatz and Dykehead won the World Championships and lost it on the same day. Now, I did remember hearing stories about this. That Shots actually won the Worlds. And then, I uh, know you didn't, lads. You know, I'm not going to spoil the story. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to get into the details of what happened. And how they won it and lost it on the same day. <laughs> but I didn't think it was possible. But, hey... That it happened, and it's truth. I did. I did hear the stories, but now I've seen it in black and white from Rab Matheson. 
himself, yeah, definitely worth going to have a read at this. I was fascinated reading this whole story. Bagpipe.news published it, and it's, yeah, it's called How Shots Won and Lost the Worlds on the same day. It basically says what it's on the tin. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Rab Matheson for putting this together. It's a fascinating story. Um, it, yeah, and one that us in the bagpiping world would tick well to note. I think there's some very important lessons learned from that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but very interesting all the same. You should definitely go and read it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Just suffice to say, go invest the time. Have a look at it. <laughs> Far be it for me to plug another website, but you need to go and check that out. Of course, as I will always, we've put it out there on the Rab Show Facebook page. Okay. Um, I wanted to give a shout this week to Kyle Warren and his new book, Eat, Sleep, Pipe, Repeats. Now, we've actually put together a little bit of a review of the book. So, shout out to Andrew Shilliday, who took the time to actually go through the book cover to cover, tune by tune. And uh, I think Andrew's, yeah, it's actually up there now. It's up on our uh, Facebook page where Andrew reviews the book in its entirety. I think whenever I was chatting to Andrew, actually, he said he opened up the first page and he read the dedication and everything, and then he went to the first tune, and he said, I can have a go at that. You know, and he played the first tune, and he thought, oh, that was good. And then he played the next one, and then it was a page-turner for Pipers, he says, because before he knew it, he was at the end of the book. <laughs> and a few hours had passed. Um, so, yeah, he was saying that the book itself is incredible. It's full of original compositions as well as arrangements uh, of some old favourites, but Honestly, our full review of the book is up there now. Plus, we still have our ongoing giveaway on our Facebook page right now. If you want to win a signed copy of Kyle Warren's new book, check out the Rab Show Facebook page. It's a like and share and all that sort of Facebooky stuff. You can go and win yourself a free copy of Kyle's new book when it launches at the start of August. Actually, I think a couple of weeks. Yeah. So if you want to get your mitts on a copy early, then we have one to give away. So go and check out on Facebook. But yeah, our full review is up there now. Well worth checking out. Yeah. So honestly, even I'm only learning bagpiping and stuff. And I've had a, a quick juke at the book myself. And uh, yeah, I kind of want to keep it. I don't want to give it away. <laughs> uh, but hey, when there's big tunes on there, like the Box Hill Bandit and stuff that I'll probably never play... But, hey, who knows, this time next year, you know? Ah, well. All right, moving swiftly on. I wanted to talk about another little bit of a special promotion that we have ongoing at the moment. Yes, I know, special promotions. But this is something for you guys here in the podcast that I really want to point out to you. Would you like to save upwards of $300 on a Piper's Dojo bagpipe freedom intensive course? $300 is not to be sneezed at. Now, we're able to offer this to you guys because obviously we've been working in conjunction with the dojo with a lot of their kind of online education stuff this last while. We have the 30 days of premium for $1. You can do that. Go and test drive the whole website for $1. That's on thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. Plus, we have the Chun Like a World Champion. But we also have this new one, which is called Bagpipe Freedom Intensive, which is a six-week all-intensive workshop that guarantees a quantum leap forward to all of its registrants. I could just about say that word. So yeah, if you register for the course, the Bagpipe Freedom Intensive, and you use our link that we have on our Rab Show Facebook page, we've put it out a number of times now, you can save upwards of $300 on this. And yeah, I don't want to sound like a salesman, 
But honestly, by listening to the podcast, you can save yourself, uh, you know, a, a wallet full of dollars. You know, so why not? Now, I do know little bits of information about this bagpipe freedom intensive course, the six week package. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but what you should do is actually go and check it out. It's up there now on the Rab Show Facebook page, and we are offering that saving of 300 bucks. And uh, yeah, whenever it says it's intensive, they're not kidding. Like they're talking one to one tuition with some of the big names in the piping world. <clears throat> Glenn Brown. Oh, did I drop a name in there? Climb. Yeah, but go and check it out. And honestly, to be able to save $300. I can't believe we were able to offer that to you for a start. But yeah, go and check that out. Up in the Rab Show Facebook page right now. Go and save yourself some money. And yeah, have a six-week training course in bagpiping. And they guarantee by the end of it a quantum leap. There you are. I love that TV show. (laughs) Quantum leap. Anyway, but that's what they're promising, a quantum leap. Okay. Before I head out the door and start getting into this week's topic of the week, I wanted to mention Bradley Parker. Yes, incredible bagpiper. As you guys know, Bradley is amazing. He's featured on our Fuse FM radio show many times before, and he's also uh, you know, quite a prolific bagpiper with the mighty Field Marshal Montgomery, featuring on a few of their recordings actually doing some of the solo spots. So you guys know Bradley can play a tune. Well, Bradley's actually offering... Yeah, some online tuition, which is amazing. Now, if, you, um, if you're if you looking specific bagpiping, that's fine. You can give chanter lessons as well as pipe lessons, also on small pipes as well. So, yeah, if you are interested in learning from one of the best in the piping game, Bradley Parker from the Mighty Field Marshal, then get in contact with him over social media. Or you can email him, of course, bradley.parker.music at gmail.com. Now, apparently spots are limited, though. And he's offering them uh, at an hour a time. So there is only so many many hours in the day that he can allocate. So jump in now when you can. Get this opportunity to learn with Bradley. Who, uh, To be honest, I've known Bradley a long time. And he's such an incredible piper. This is an awesome opportunity to learn from one of the best in the game. So there you are. So thank you to Bradley, first of all, for offering this. It's incredible. Uh, And also for you guys out there, take this opportunity if you can or if you want. Yeah, or of course you can email us in the Rab Show and we'll put you in contact with Bradley if you want to do that. There you are. Okay, before we get into this week's topic of the week, is it an O or is it a D? Then, yeah, we have to give a shout to New Ross and District, who I think are the first pipe band that I'm aware of here in the island of Ireland who are actually putting on a performance. Yeah, they're offering a free concert, an hour of Celtic music at Library Park in New Ross. This will be held on Wednesday the 22nd of July, starting at 7pm. Now, on the night they're actually offering, obviously, a band performance, but they also have a Kelly band with them as well, formed from various members of New Ross and District Pipe Band. So they have guitars, drums, you know, keyboard, bass, the whole works along with a raft of other trad instruments it's basically an hour worth of celtic music including the pipe band themselves as well so i I am all sorts of (laughs) happy and excited for that and if i had the free time on the wednesday i would be heading down to new ross to go and check this out so there you are wednesday 22nd of july there you are why not go and enjoy that Uh, if anything that's this afternoon or right now as i'm recording this so I couldn't possibly be there. So I have to say a massive shout out to New Ross. <sighs> That's just a shame I can't get to it. 
Anyway, so that's exciting news, actually, that bands on this side of the Irish Sea are actually starting to have, like, open-air performances and such. Yeah, there you are. Okay, moving swiftly on, I think that's pretty much it for the piping news this week. If you guys have anything, of course, that you would like to hear us talk about in the piping news, or if there's a particular story or news item that you think we've missed then please do send it to us. Our email address, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, and as you heard at the start of this week's show, our listener mail was quite light this week. Uh, In fact, there was nothing. Um, So, yeah, I think it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com, serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com, offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums, and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. A1 Embroidery and Printing. Producing some merchandise for some of the top bands in the piping game, such as Phil Marsh and Montgomery, St. Lawrence Atul, and ourselves, The Big Rab Show. For all of your embroidery and printing needs, they have some extremely high-quality garments, such as hats, beanies, t-shirts, hoodies, soft-shell jackets, you name it, they can print it. If your band is on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise offers, then contact them direct on their social media, A1 Embroidery and Printing. Check them out on Facebook. A1 Embroidery and Printing. If you can think it, they can print it. Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. (laughs) Yes, indeed, it's time for the topic of the week. And uh, that was quite possibly the best cup of tea I've had all week. Awesome stuff. 
I actually drunk it from my Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast mug. <laughs> Woo! Shout out to those guys. Yes, I have an Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast mug. Awesome stuff. Thank you, guys. I really enjoy that mug. And yeah, that's where I had my cup of tea this week. <laughs> okay, you guys are dying to know what the heck am I talking about? Is it an O or is it a D? Well, I'm talking about band formations. Yes, will we continue in 2021 with the circle being the O or will we have the concert formation which kind of looks like a letter d i suppose now this was quoted not just by me but it was also mentioned on various different articles over this past couple of weeks on various different websites such as bagpipe.news but also on pipesdrums.com where they done a survey of all grade one bands and grade two bands and the results of which are actually quite fascinating so you should really go and have a look at those articles Far be it from me to sit here and actually read you the article, but you should go and have a look at it yourself because the results that came back from some of the big questions they asked were really quite interesting. Number one, they asked all of grade one bands and grade two bands what their thoughts were on the circle. Do you think that in MSRs we should keep the circle or should we play in concert formation? And most of the answers that came back, most bands actually favoured the tradition of the circle. Yeah, most bands wanted to keep the circle for MSRs. And that, I thought, was quite interesting in itself. But then, obviously, then they asked the same question for medleys. Do they want to keep the circle or concert formation? And this is when it changed. And this is what sparked the debate. A lot of bands actually would favour the concert formation for the likes of medley performances. Now, this has all sorts of connotations then. Well, what's different? You know, if you were going to keep the tradition of the thing and actually march in and form a circle and do an an MSR, why not do that for a medley performance? You know, instead bands were thinking that possibly we could take a leaf out of the book of some of the Breton bands whenever they hold competitions in the likes of Lorient. Well, they actually take time and form up like an orchestra and then they start performing with the likes of a conductor in front of them. Now that in itself does has its own it does have its own problems with regards to social distancing and all of that sort of stuff and this is all something now that we really need to consider uh, especially looking at the article that was published by bagpipe.news they actually spoke about the recent online seminar that was held uh, with Strathallen schools where they had uh, a doctor who was kind of an expert in the field Dr Robert Gray And they also had uh, John Hughes on from the RSPBA and talking about how COVID-19 and the likes will all have an impact now on our bagpiping world. Now, the article itself, it's written by Stuart Letford on bagpipe.news and it makes for some interesting reading because he does talk about what happened in the webinar and how some of the conversation was really quite frank. And there's some quotes here that I want to talk about because I do think... In 2021, there's a lot of things that we haven't actually considered yet whenever it comes to our pipe band competitions. We did think, you know, 2020 is cancelled. It's done, it's gone, and there's nothing we can do about it now. But all of us now are all preparing. I know a lot of bands that are working furiously behind the scenes now, aiming for 2021. Uh, You guys heard the chat that we had there with the guys from Shots there not too long ago. And I've spoken to many other different pipe bands this last while, interviews of which will be reaching the podcast very soon. Um, But we do talk to a number of pipe bands and they're all preparing for 2021. 
Now, reading what Dr. Gray had to say about the instrument itself, apparently a set of bagpipes takes between 15 to 30 litres of air, and that is under pressure. And that's obviously from a piper's mouth and lungs. And as a result, the player actually produces an excess of saliva, not to get gross or anything, but that's spit. And um, the main concern is that bagpipe really is what they call an aerosol-generating instrument. And it actually suspends fine particles of liquid droplets in the air and that are expelled through the bagpipe. Now, this apparently has an inherent risk for not only the person playing the instrument, but for those around them. Especially for those of us in the bagpiping world who might not be the most hygienic of people. Uh, I'm looking at you pipe majors who lick reeds and all that kind of disgusting behaviour. Uh, but it does happen, and I've seen it happen more times than enough. Uh, you know, you, you pop someone's drone out of the bag, out of the stock, and whoop, you give it a blow and you put it back in again. You know, and without even causing a thought as to whose pipes they were or whatever. You know, bagpipe maintenance is one of those things, on a day of a competition, it's done in a hurry. And you're not actively thinking, you know, if I stick this chanter in my mouth, am I, go- am I going to catch COVID-19? But that is a, a genuine and real concern nowadays. And honestly, this will have a detrimental effect, I feel, on our bagpiping world. Not only on our outdoor competitions, our outdoor competitions possibly are one of the safest ways to do it because it's outdoors. And you know, there's a lot of space around there and a lot of moving air, I suppose. And you can create distance between yourself and the, and the player. But whenever it comes to indoor competitions, there's an even greater inherent risk with that. Especially for solo piping competitions such as the Glenfiddich and other big events like that. We did read a story not too long ago about how the Glymphitech is still going to happen. And yeah, they have made plans to have the Glymphitech happen. And they're going to broadcast the whole thing live on pay-per-view. So the only people involved really at Glymphitech will be the players themselves, the judges who will be sitting at a table, and perhaps some stewards, I suppose, on the day. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're doing what they can to minimise the health risk for everyone involved. But the Great Highland Pipes are such a risky instrument. And when you multiply that in a band, not just one piper, but could possibly be up to 20 20 pipers, 25 pipers in some of these huge bands, that just multiplies the problem. Now, we've read stories recently, apparently in the likes of Japan and in the United States, there has been recent outbreaks with choirs. Yeah, now this has been quite interesting. Apparently there was a recent story in the United States where one single singer in a choir managed to infect 60 other people around them at the same choir performance. Now that's really quite worrying. So one person had the virus, performed and infected everyone else who was around them. And that was just through singing. Imagine blowing a set of bagpipes in a collective like that, in a group, and doing that indoors, you have the potential of possibly infecting everyone in that building just by playing a set of pipes. And that is really concerning. And if anything, whenever you read the commentary and stuff from Dr. Gray and what he has to say, it's kind of 
It paints a very negative story. It says that bagpipes are possibly one of the most hazardous instruments that you could be playing indoors. And uh, yeah, it does sound very doom and gloom. However, pipesanddrums.com, as part of their survey, whenever they were talking about formations, talking about the circle and whether it should be in concert formation, they also spoke to bands and asked them, should this be an opportunity now to possibly cap the numbers? Because like I said, the bigger the bands are, the bigger the problem, I suppose, whenever it comes to possibly infections and things like that. Well, it's been quite interesting, actually. The mix of returns that came back from the various different grades, between grade one and grade two, I think the overriding factor, I think two-thirds of bands would actually favour a numbered cap. Yeah. Now, this is really interesting because we have debated this before on The Big Rab Show countless times. For those of you who have been following the podcast from the beginning, you will know that this is a favourite topic of the week for quite a while. We talked about the number cap, the pros, the cons. And at that time, we did decide that, no, perhaps a number cap was not the best idea because if you're good enough to play then why should a rule in a rule book say that you shouldn't hit the line? You know what I mean? If you are interested, you can go back and listen to those episodes. We did debate about this at that time. But that was possibly way back 2017, 18, possibly 19, however long the podcast has been running for now. But now it's interesting to see that now we're in a time of pandemic and bands out there are possibly starting to see that this may well be a solution to one of our problems. Reducing the numbers in pipe bands does reduce the risk. And that's not sugarcoating it by any means. The days of us seeing a huge army of a pipe band marching towards you may well be a thing of the past. And that already has shaped the future of 2021. This could well be something that the RSPBA could be considering in future. They have talked about it before about the number cap. But now, obviously, in times of pandemic... This could something this could be something they could be seriously considering at this point because it does have a health and safety uh, aspect to it. So we may well see reduced numbers playing in bands in 2021, not because players aren't capable or anything like that. It's basically down to health and safety and trying to keep that R number as they talk about trying to keep it down. So Whenever John Hughes joined the fray, and it was so interesting actually to hear from John because apparently he spoke quite candidly. And this article actually quotes quite a lot from what John had to say. And for us as piping fans, obviously, it's John Hughes we want to hear from. And some of his uh, commentary actually is really quite interesting. Um, so he was saying as far as the RSPBA are concerned, they have to accept that things will need to change in the pipe band world and obviously us as piping fans we will need to accept that too that social distancing is now a thing and that will be or possibly will become the new normal and competition arenas you know as packed as they could be back in the day they might not be as packed they may need to control numbers and things such as catering uh, beer tents and all of that uh, you know, may need to change. He, he, um, he specifically talked about beer tents, which I thought was quite interesting. He said beer tents will probably need to go. Now, that had alarm bells ringing. I know a lot of you guys out there go, what? No beer tent? John, don't do this to me. But he says they would need to go, but possibly be replaced by beer gardens. Now, yeah, so he's basically replacing the pub with a beer garden. Now, so, yeah. 
I can I can understand that having outdoor drinking rather than indoor drinking where you all pack into a small tent elbow to elbow. That makes more sense to me. He also talks about possible introduction of queuing systems uh, with hand sanitizers all over the the grounds and everything, with social distancing enforced. Uh, so you know. Whenever you're standing around the circle and watching band performances, there may well be distancing measures in place there. How they're going to implement that, no idea. But whenever uh, he was talking about this on the webinar, he actually said that the RSPBA are working with promoters already on this aspect about how to keep people safe. And I think that's the crux of it. RSPBA now are doing everything they can to launch a new season next year. Obviously, with 2020 now in the dustbin, then that's had a devastating effect on the piping world. And there's no three ways around it. But now the RSPBA are furiously busy behind the scenes preparing for 2021 with the hope that they can open the gates for us piping fans to run in through and hopefully hear something. To have something that resembles a competition season would be nothing short of a miracle. So the RSPBA have a huge body of work ahead of them. So when you talk about some of the big mass gatherings, such as our major championships, the Euros, the Scottish, the UKs, and our world championships, of course, (laughs) I reckon, you know, we have seen the last of those days uh, where we can all cram in like sardines in the beer tent and the lash and rain. Things will change. And... Yeah, listening to what John Hughes had to say in this article, that's one of the big messages he's putting across here, is that the way we used to do this, it can't continue. Now, it's not that we would like to and we're going to try it, but no, it's that it can't and things will change. Apparently, the RSPBA Music Board are currently assessing further options and they're looking you know, for further guidelines from the Scottish government as well as the, the UK government as a whole to see just how this can happen. We do know here in the UK currently that we are sort of easing out of lockdown. Very slowly, we're starting to see a lot of stores and that start to open their doors again. And in various parts in the UK, I think in Scotland, England and Wales, but not here in Northern Ireland, face masks have become the thing, you know, where they're all there. I think they're compulsory whenever you're going shopping. Not here in Northern Ireland, however, but that may become reality in the near future. Um, but yeah, as lockdown and all of that sort of thing eases, then obviously, yeah, different events like that, we now can hopefully see them happening. We are very slowly and gradually starting to see outdoor events being played to audiences, no more of 20 to 30 people. That's happening. And also, we're hoping to see the return of some sporting events as well, such as soccer and, you know, rugby, things like that. Stadium-type events like that, we do hope to see the doors opening on them very soon. The government themselves, obviously, are under pressure to try and open the tourism and entertainment industry. And we are seeing the opening of bars and clubs and restaurants and stuff like that. So... How all of this is being handled, obviously, is a political thing, it's a government thing, and health and safety is top of the priority. And RSPBA are doing what they can to try and keep abreast of all of this in the middle of such a health crisis. And if anything, I know, heaven forbid, but this week I actually want to sing the praises of RSPBA. Wow! I don't know, someone put a penny in the jar. Honestly, um, having read this article on uh, Bagpipe News, or Bagpipe.News, To see that the work that the RSPBA are actually doing behind the scenes on this, 
you know, it, it's very reassuring that they are discussing the changes. Similar to PipesDrums.com, the RSPBA have also canvassed various views from grade one bands on this, on the form- on the formations and everything. I think it is commonly uh, thought that the concert formation is possibly the safest. And reasons for that, not entirely sure, but possibly you can distance your members of your band further apart, allowing for you know, at least a meter to six foot, something like that between people in concert formation. If you were to do it in a circle, however, uh, tenor, tenor drums and bass drums all stand in the middle of all of that. So technically, maybe not the safest, especially if you're the bass drummer. <laughs> you poor bass drummers. Um, but yeah, at least the RSPBA are looking at this. You know, us in the piping world, we've been talking about it for this last number of weeks. And it's great to see the RSPBA seem to be listening. They're actually taking on board some of the feedback that they're getting and thinking, well, yeah, that could be a good idea. Let's look at concert formation. Let's look at a possible number cap. Let's look at social distancing measures that we can do for spectators and all of this. So they've also talked about uh, drone tuners at bands, you know, for band practice and stuff, and whether the RSPBA should possibly help pipe bands actually pay for PPE. You know, giving drone tuners and such uh, gloves and face shields and, you know, for bass drummers like I just talked about, why not, you know, let the the pipe band pay for a face mask or something for the bass drummer? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's been suggested that possibly the RSPBA could help pipe bands with the purchase of PPE equipment that would be needed for their players. Now, that, I don't know how that would be accomplished really or you know how it would be administered i suppose but um there's so many different aspects to that you know some bands have better affordability than others and do you means test it that kind of thing how much money do you have in the bank can you buy a box of face masks for your members stuff like that um so it's just kind of i guess what's happening at the moment is that everyone is spitballing ideas and they're being thrown at the wall, and they're seeing what sticks. Uh, but if anything, I'm so glad that RSPBA are actively having the conversation. They're engaging with bands currently at Grade One. However, I would like them to engage with other bands as well. It's not you know there are other grades other than Grade One. Um, so yeah, it would be great to include you know their Grade Four B, Four A, Three B, and get every band's opinion on this. Uh, so. Yeah, at the moment they are working with this along with the organizers of various different events and sponsors and stuff just to see how they can cram as many people in through the door but also how to keep everyone safe. And whenever you consider catering, uh, you know, wash facilities, stuff like that, all of this will need to be provided and all of it won't come cheap, you know. So I guess it's going to be very interesting times. For those of you who are interested, of course, you need to go and check out the article on bagpipe.news. The full article's up there now. I'm not going to sit here and read it verbatim. And they actually go on to talk about teaching and the RSPBA's work with teacher, teaching and teachers. And uh, they actually introduced some measures or have introduced some measures that are really quite interesting. Um, apparently some of these are common, common sense, but these are news to me. Uh, apparently when you're teaching a pupil in a practice room, uh, so they go into the practice room and you can stand outside in the hall, apparently, and listen to them. 
Okay, that's that's one measure that they're doing. And another one is they apparently they have to leave the practice room empty for one hour between each pupil to allow any aerosols that are in the air to dissipate. Now that's an interesting one in itself. So they reckon it takes about an hour for the air to settle in any given room when you're indoors. I wonder will I consider such a thing like that for the glymphitic or other indoor competitions. That's an interesting one. I wonder if that's based on scientific basis or... It was just a number plucked out of the air. Wait for an hour. Also, they've introduced uh, basic PPE, like face masks or face shields for teachers and for pupils alike. Now, for pupils, I'm not entirely sure how a face mask and that would work, because obviously you have to blow your pipes. Uh, but obviously for the teacher, it would be a good idea, especially if you're doing one-to-one lessons like this, like they're talking about. Definitely a good idea. Um, also, if the teacher or the pupil has any symptoms at all, the lesson doesn't happen. That's straightforward enough. Yes, I can understand. But also they talk about instrument maintenance as well and drying out your instrument properly and wiping everything down with, uh, you know, disinfecting wipes and everything and making sure everything is sanitary and safe uh, for both the player and for the teacher. Now, yeah, the full article up there as well as all of those measures I just talked about It's all available now and honestly makes for some very interesting reading. As well as some of the feedback that PipesDrums.com got as well from the combination of Grade 1 and Grade 2 bands. I think overall my feeling on this is that I am honestly really surprised by RSPBA and I'm so impressed. And I really want to sing their praises this week because obviously they've been working furiously behind the scenes and looking at all of this. Now... Obviously, it's not just RSPBA we need to talk about, but we also need to look at other events, such as the Argyleshire Gathering. There's Winter Storm as well, who would hopefully be opening their doors again in 2021. Uh, What will they look like in the future? You know, and Winter Storm, obviously, and the Argyleshire Gathering are all indoors. Will they all be completely transformed? You know, I, I, I have no idea. And what they will look like in future... Also, I've no idea, especially Winter Storm, whenever you consider that they finish Winter Storm with a huge concert as well. Everyone packs into the church hall and listens to some blister and piping. Are they going to be able to pack everybody in like that? You know, I don't know. And especially with international travel as well, where a lot of our players actually manage to travel over to Kansas. Don't know. So, guys, I think at the moment, whether it's going to be an O or a D, we do hope that we will have, have a formation of some kind. But keep in mind that our bagpiping world will fundamentally change. And I think that's the message that both of these articles that were released online is trying to tell us piping folk. That what we had before over this last God knows how many years, yes, that's how we did it. Yep, that's the traditional way to do it. But that is all gone. And we could well be looking at a new normal so with social distancing hand washing and all of that sort of stuff uh now becoming the new norm our transformed competition world could be a very different world indeed and yeah i know i am kind of with you guys whenever you you're talking about msrs being the traditional medium it really is the traditional medium it's why we keep playing msrs Otherwise, everyone I know doesn't like playing MSRs. Everyone finds them boring, uh, as far as I know. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, MSRs are the traditional part of piping and drumming. And 
to lose that traditional element of the quick march into the circle, I feel we'll really be losing something there. I do think that needs to be protected if we can. But if it's a health and safety thing and we're going to protect people's health and their lives by not doing it, not doing the march into the circle, then of course we should scrap it and do something new. As for my opinions on the concert formation, I have always thought this, that the concert formation is a winner. I've always thought it slightly strange when you go in to perform at a competition and you turn your back on the audience. I've already told you this time and time again. I love the concert formation idea and I really can't see it working, especially for medley performances. Yeah, you know, when you take the likes of the Breton competitions and also I think those competitions in Chicago and Edinburgh both trialed the... The, the concert formation thing and it worked incredibly well so we can see that it does work so whether we'll see it for 2021 remains to be seen but let's just say the wheels are turning at the moment and we dare say in the near future we quite possibly will be reporting and telling you guys what our 2021 season will look like as far as we're aware all of our major championships for next year are on the cards there's nothing cancelled for next year at this point our Euros, our UKs, our British, our Scottish, our Worlds are all still happening. and But they will be happening in a very different world. They will be happening now in the COVID-19 pandemic world. Which, this is the first time, really, I think, in the bagpiping world. I think the last time there was a worldwide pandemic was back in 1919, I think it was, with the Spanish flu, possibly. I don't know, I've been quite geeky this last while looking into pandemics. Um, but yeah, the Spanish flu and all that, I don't think um, pipe band competitions were a thing back then. So I don't think it was even thought of. Uh, so this is a first. We're all going through it for the first time. And RSPBA are trying to figure it out. And the way that they can figure it out is through involvement of their membership. And I'm so glad to be able to say that they're involving the membership with this. They're consulting with bands, be it just the grade one guys for now. But we do hope that this will be you know brought down further to grassroots piping and we really hope that everyone will get a shout as to how their own particular grade or how it all happens you know so guys it's going to be a new world whether you're going to be in a circle or a concert formation either way it's going to be different and yeah the covid19 pandemic has had a detrimental effect on the piping world and it's all we can do to get it off its knees and get back up and running again that being said, it's also had a huge detrimental impact on the Celtic and folk music scene. I know a lot of folk musicians out there who are really struggling at the moment. Uh, a lot of guys who have launched new albums, they've launched tune books, they've launched new lines of merch, they've done everything that they possibly can to try and keep themselves afloat. And because gigs aren't happening, and gigs are these guys' life <laughs> lifeline. I know most of these guys in the folk scene would be gigging at least four days a week, including weekends, and as well as playing sessions through the week and stuff like that, as well as recording appearances and things, and all of that would all bring an income for them. And a lot of these musicians all have family, you know, young kids, they've got mortgages to pay, car payments, the same stress as everyone else has, and to have your main livelihood basically you know, took away from you because of a pandemic. Nope, you're not allowed to play gigs anymore. You don't have an income anymore. It's gutting. So, guys, as much as we're talking about the competitive scene right now, also, please spare a thought for your musicians out there 
uh, your Celtic and folk music uh, music musicians out there, especially our pipers, because we're a piping podcast. Uh, so yeah. Go and check out your latest new music. There's tons of it. We've brought you a lot of new releases here, actually, this last while. Xavier Bordeaux, James Harper, uh, so many. I'm going to start neglecting to mention names now. But there's so many great new releases. Go and check them out. Honestly, pick yourself up a copy and stuff because every purchase would really help these guys out at the moment who are incredibly struggling. Uh, It's difficult times. So, yes, as we return, hopefully, to the new normal... Yeah, will we get back to the way things were? I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. We're looking at articles and things that I've been reading online. It's very doubtful that we'll see what we had before. But we'll just have a new normal, I suppose. So, as this story continues to unfold, we will be bringing you it in piping news. We'll not be addressing it as a future topic of the week. Unless you guys want to talk about it in more detail. Of course. Our email address, as always... BigGrabShow at gmail.com is our email address. Plus, of course, you can get us on our social media, which is on our Twitter page, at BigGrabShow, or indeed on our Facebook, The Big Grab Show, over there on Facebook. Feel free. Drop us in a message. If you have any thoughts, concerns, suggestions for Topic of the Week, questions, or even if you want to give our Johnny down the end of the street a bit of a shout-out, then you can do. Email us in. We would love to hear from you. Alright guys, that's it. Now, no matter where you are in the world, stay safe, have a practice, have a good tune, keep playing, because before you know it, you'll be back on the grass again, playing some blistering tunes, and having some beer with your mates. In the new normal, all socially distanced with face masks and hands disinfected down to the bone. I'm sure sure it'll be great. (laughs) Anyway, I'm about to go and pick these back up again and possibly play for another half hour or so. Until then, guys, I'll see you on the podcast next week. All the best. <laughs> right. Come here, you. Where are you? Here we Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful for just $5 a month. Get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>